We're hearing new questions from lawmakers and consumer advocates this week about the sprawling political corruption scandal involving Commonwealth Edison. The utility released a cache of emails the day before Thanksgiving. The documents went to a state legislative committee investigating the scandal and its connections to one of Illinois' most powerful politicians, Democratic House Speaker Michael Madigan. WBEZ State Politics reporter Dave McKinney has been on the team covering the story, and he joins us now. Dave, thanks for being with us. Hey, Melba. So first, what are these emails exactly, and why did ComEd release them last week? Well, ComEd turned over more than 100 email exchanges, and many were between the utility's top in-house lobbyist, who's pleaded guilty to a federal corruption charge, and Madigan's former top advisor, who's now under federal indictment. These went to a legislative committee that's now investigating possible misconduct by the House Speaker in relation to his dealings with the state's largest public utility. And it's all against the backdrop of a larger and ongoing federal bribery investigation into how ComEd, over a nine-year period, sought to influence Madigan and to successfully advance uh, the Springfield agenda it had, in part by hiring Madigan's allies. And we should say here, Madigan has not been charged, and he vehemently denies any wrongdoing. He's also denied that he knew anything about this scheme. So how do these new emails square with what the Speaker has been saying publicly? Uh, he said repeatedly that helping people find jobs isn't a crime, and we see his longtime advisor, Mike McLean, apparently doing just that in these emails. There were numerous job requests that uh, were relayed by McLean to ComEd, requests that McLean indicated were coming from the speaker, and these requests involved Madigan's political operatives. Now, McLean doesn't use Madigan's name in writing in these emails. It's, as if, it's almost as if he's talking about the speaker in code. He repeatedly refers to Madigan in the emails as our friend with a capital F. Speakers also said he wasn't aware of any attempt by ComEd to influence him, but that doesn't hold water with one utility watchdog, Abe Scar with Illinois Perg. Reading the emails, it makes it harder to believe Madigan's claim that he was in the dark about all these goings on. For the first time, we also saw Madigan being kept abreast of matters involving ComEd's property tax appeals. That's potentially significant because Madigan, for years, has operated one of the most clout-heavy property tax appeal law firms in the city. We asked a Madigan spokeswoman why the speaker appeared to have interest in that at the same time that ComEd had business before the legislature, but we didn't hear back. And Dave, these emails also, for the first time, publicly implicated another sitting office holder in this scandal, the Democratic Cook County Recorder of Deeds, Ed Moody. Fill us in on that. Yeah, Ed Moody isn't a household name in Illinois politics, but in the Madigan world, he's one of the key precinct captains that the speaker had in his political army. And as the current Cook County Recorder of Deeds, he logs all of the land transactions in the county. Uh, the emails show that Moody had a secret $4,500 a month contract with ComEd through McLean, and later another figure in this scandal, Jay Doherty, who also is now under federal indictment. This was all arranged years before Moody was in his current office. It's interesting that ComEd dumped these emails right as people were heading into the Thanksgiving holiday. Tell us some of the political reaction you've been hearing today. The top Republican in the Illinois House, Minority Leader Jim Durkin, says these emails really show that legislative misconduct sanctions are warranted against the Speaker. To basically have the, the largest utility in the state of Illinois, but probably the most powerful lobbying entity in your back pocket. It, it, if it doesn't have significant weight before the members of the committee, nothing else will. 
Now, Durkin and the former Democratic Senate president were both in these emails, too, but briefly. Neither appear to be connected in any way to the federal criminal investigation. One wrinkle that should be noted about the House committee Durkin mentioned is that the chairman, State Representative Emanuel Chris Welch, just tested positive for COVID-19. The panel was supposed to meet December 14th, but now it's really unclear when it might take up these emails. All right, Dave, thanks for the updates. WBEZ state politics reporter Dave McKinney. This is WBEZ.